one. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. The Wednesday pod is in live stream format now. It's in live stream format. Um, anybody who's ever joined the Halftime Scopes have you know a lot of people have migrated over to YouTube. We're gonna just only use YouTube for this because it has the highest quality and it's the best platform. <clears throat> but unfortunately, we are going to all but ignore your ass in the chat because this is <laughs> it's it's already an hour and forty minutes. It doesn't podcast. mean you can't comment with each other. No, if you have plays, chat drop with each other. Chat. And you know, we'll check out the comments later. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Drop your Betsperts handle. Say, hey, look, man, follow my place here. You remember last week I called this. You remember this week? You know, I, my, my big play this week is this. If you have, a, if we get to a play and you specifically disagree with us, put your comments in there. We'll go back and read them. I'm, I'm curious what everybody's point of view is, but we want to try to keep this to about an hour and a half. We're going to try to keep this in its normal podcast form so that uh, our loyal listeners who download and listen on the podcast app of their choice uh, don't feel like they are missing out on anything specifically. And it doesn't distract us, so we don't turn this into a three-hour deep dive, <laughs> which is yeah. really, really the important aspect. And, well, and if you have nothing to do on a Wednesday night and you want to get this early, we can just hang out. You can have this playing in the background on your computer or your tablet, phone, uh, BlackBerry, what have you. So, yeah, we will be yeah. – I think we'll do this in the future. This is fun. And you get to see how the sausage is made. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of high-end kind of production stuff we're doing in the background on Wednesdays. People don't get to see. It's not just a couple of slobs doing one take on in, <laughs> <laughs> with no editing on a Wednesday evening with each other here in these beautiful okay. living rooms, Red. Yeah, of course, man. Um, so week 12 is a wrap at long last. Um, they played Steelers Ravens, I guess <laughs> that was one of the sloppier, uglier games we've seen in a long time. Did not live up to my expectations at all for good football Steelers with just the dropsies in a way that, uh, prevented them from covering that full game or halftime second half spread. It was a very, a lackluster performance Brutal. from the Steelers. Um, are you worried about your Steelers leaking a little oil? I mean, we're going to get to them at the end of this podcast when we talk about the Washington football team matchup on Monday night uh, matinee next week. Um, but uh, they're le leaking a little oil here, huh? I guess I was never really super excited about them to be a real contender to win it all. Like, this is the worst. I'll say it. It's like the worst team to ever win, what, eight, nine, ten games in a row to start the season. They're a good team, but they, <sighs> there, there's been a couple of teams that have done this. But doesn't it just feel like you don't? This team doesn't feel like a Super Bowl team. It just feels you know like what? they're they're playing and they're getting it done. It's because it, it's because of the the way they play. The one the they win well, games. Yeah, the way they win games. Their schedule is even the Baltimore easy. game. Like they should have lost yeah. that game. They won that game. The the Dallas letdown. Like if you remember the every team who's you know, a real good team. They have that one game where they just let down. Sure. Like the undefeated Patriots were undefucking feated. Like they, they were, they were very, very good. Yes. 
Yeah. The the nineteen ninety eight Vikings went fifteen and one. One of the best teams I've ever seen play. The most fun offense, maybe outside of the the Patriots with Moss again or the greatest show on turf. And they had an absolute letdown game against Tampa that year. Like Tampa yeah. wasn't even good. And they they lost to a Tampa team. Everybody has that game and they're just not have they're having it, but just not for the full game where it's like the Dallas game. It's like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll get it done here at the end. Or this game, oh, we'll, we'll almost let them back into it. We'll get this yeah. first down by like a quarter of an inch, which they didn't. Well, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I never, I never really thought like this is some great, great team. I just, I, most of my exposure is on them to win the division. I think you got that. Like, I have, now. yeah, I have small futures on them. Otherwise, which they're not losing enough. We're not, to, we're not hedging right? those out. We're letting those. And roll. they probably have to win one more game to clinch over the Browns. I'm guessing, but uh, yeah, I'm not 100 sure what the math is. Well, especially, um, especially if it is the Browns, game, there's, there's they've already got one win over there's, them. There's five. There's five games left, so they they need to win two more. Um, the um, but yeah, no, I agree with your sentiment. If last year's regular season Ravens team played. The Steelers today in their for, in their current form, uh, they would have beat them like forty two to ten. Like that, this you, I get exactly what you're saying. Um, and but at the same time, like outside of Roethlisberger, who's playing at a you know, league average, a little bit over over league average level, um, they're just they're talented at every position on the field. Everybody is talented. You know what I mean? Like they they're just they're up. The, the roster itself is just absolutely stacked. Um, a little bit of attrition. Budget pre. Yeah, that was tough. Losing Marquise Pouncey today was tough, um, but uh, they're still an extremely talented team. Uh, and, and you know, I don't think they get by the Chiefs in the AFC. Is that kind of your general feeling? Yeah, that's the Chiefs are still the class. The but Chiefs want, can lose we, another game. Really, we really, really want the uh, the Steelers to be the one seed, right? That'd be that'd give you some value. You'd have so you'd you, get you, some extra value on that line. You think we get uh, Chiefs under three if uh, Steelers are the one? Yeah, probably bang bang on three. I think I'd put that. I can check my numbers, so I should pull those up if we're going to go through a bunch of F NFL games. Before we do that, <laughs> yes, do you want to spend sixty seconds? Houston has agreed to trade Russell Westbrook to Washington for John Wall and a first rounder. Wow. Did you catch that or not? No. <laughs> oh, <but laughs> that's, literally, that's uh, a surprising trade. Watch bomb. Uh, not too long ago, a few minutes ago. So Russell yeah. Westbrook to the bullets. I'm going to call them because I hate their new name for John Wash Wall Wolf. and a first rounder. Yeah. Uh, wow. It's surprising. Mm. That's very, that's a very surprising outcome. I think just based on what all my NBA guys have said over the last couple of weeks, I guess that I happened. I don't, I don't know that I love the fit of Westbrook and Beal. Um, Maybe they, I mean, there's more moving parts here. Obviously, I need to hear about what happens to uh, to Harden if he stays or goes. One of our Houston guys says for sure he's going to stay this year, um, as opposed to being traded. Um, we'll see if that manifests. Beal also would have been a great candidate to you know somebody make come make a deal for him because the Wizards aren't competing in the East. So uh, even with Rusty, so <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, the West is getting field. weird. It is getting weird. It's, it's kind of. Like, I mean, it just it's, feels it's, like a gross Lakers repeat, doesn't it? No, well, there's some up and coming teams. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll do. Some well, yeah, I know, but they're, they're still they're still clearly the class of the West. A hundred percent, yes, yeah. I yeah, know, the, but, the East, uh, the East will. It's a, it's again the East will beat up each, on each other. The Eastern Conference playoffs will be great again, 
And then you have to play the Lakers after going through two tough teams, probably whoever makes it through there. Like it's similar. And really the heat were, I mean, they were probably tapped out at that point. They had quite the fucking run. That was, that was a really fun run by them, but I, I didn't have any, I didn't hedge out because of my heat ticket, but at the same time, I wasn't hopeful. Okay. Well, let's talk football. Uh, and let's go right to Sunday because guess what? There is no Thursday night football this week. Are you sad about that? No, we get tomorrow off. We had to work this afternoon. Okay. It's been a ro- right. strange week. You're not yeah, going to be week, like, man, I, I wish there was football on primetime tomorrow. No, I guess you I got gotta, college basketball. You got college basketball now. There's so basketball. I got to build a shelf over in the corner there too. So <laughs> I need to get out to the, I just don't have time to get out to the wood shop and cut these boards. I have the brackets. Like I've got the studs marked. I just have to okay. build it. So tomorrow yeah. night I'll be live streaming from the wood shop. I like it. Okay. Well, we got a full day of football on Sunday. Um, I'm looking at 12 games. There's. Did you know there were two teams on by this week? Yeah, I saw that. There was no. Was there anyone on by last buys? week? There was no buys week 12. There are two buys this week. Can you name them off the top of your head? Just so the original, the, the original schedule was moved because of everything that happened. And that's why we have no 12 and some 13. But no, I don't know if I can name them. Um, well, Washington is playing. No clue, man. No Tampa Bay this week. Okay, Tampa Bay Good. gets a week off to pull their shit together because they've been struggling. Uh, and no Carolina Panthers this week. So Teddy Bridgewater gets a week to to get healthy and hopefully DJ oh. Moore as well. Um, Sunday we have uh, the first game in the rotation is Detroit Lions taking on the Chicago Bears. Rematch of a week one weird one. Um, you remember what happened in that game? <laughs> Bears yeah. were the hot. I mean, no, excuse me. Lions were the hot side all summer. They were the hot side and they were the right side. And they were ahead <laughs> clearly. And then they, they suffered the world's fastest cluster injury. Cluster injuries yep. take weeks, sometimes a good month. Like what we see in Baltimore where it took them probably from the beginning of the season with the retirement to get their offensive line to where it's probably a cluster injury at this point. Whereas that happened in a matter of like a quarter and all of a sudden they're, you know, a guy who's playing like special teams is one is like your, your number one corner trying to cover Allen Robinson and trying to cover Allen Robinson and, you know, say what you will about Mitch Trubisky. He can throw against low level replacement players with a good receiver like that. So that was an amazing comeback from the bears. And yeah, the, the right side was Detroit the right side did not win, and the rest is history. The Bears got to 5-1 and one and have not won any games since. They're back where they should be. And Mitch is back in the field, but uh, that was the right side this time. I'm not so sure it's the right side this week because jeepers, criminy cripes, the Lions <laughs> continue. Well, it's just like Galladay didn't how do you how do you back a team like that? Galladay didn't yeah. practice. He's probably out. Yep, the, I would guess, yes. I think the corner is out as well. Oh, it's just, is not playing. Yep. yep. Yeah, it's it's super tough to back Detroit here, but at the same time, Chicago has done nothing to, you know, make me want to take them even at this price. I think mean, well, they, they scored some points in the second half of that Green Bay game. <laughs> yeah, like the, the, they're they're good for garbage points, and that's it. It's it, this is such an issue game because probably the probably the bet if I had to make one if I update i didn't even update my lion stuff yet because i want to wait for some of this injury stuff to have a little more clarity but 
it's probably close to a Chicago bet, and that's not something I want to start my week out with. Yeah, you know why? Because this team has all but quit on Matt Nagy. That's exactly, um, yep. Keem Hicks who did not play in that Green Bay game, and that, that kind of mattered. unraveled. I would say it unraveled the defense in terms of their ability to, number one, generate any pressure, and number two, um, you know, it, it exposed what is some of their weakness in the running game, and on top of that, you know, they, they I still thought the defense played hard. They just didn't have very good players on the field um, because the team is kind of talent deficient. They are stars in scrub unit and one of their stars was out. And, you know, the replacement level guys didn't do a super job, but they're, it's because they're replacement level guys. And after the game is over, Nagy comes out and just firebombs the team for their effort. And it did, it felt completely un, in, you know, unfair, uh, like inappropriate. I did not think that that was a reasonable um, take by Nagy at all. And in a locker room that was already pretty tenuous, you've already gone back and forth now on your quarterback decision. Um, you know, coming out and doing something like that, I think you could probably lose this team. Um, I would say that with Mitch Trubisky on the field, the offense is a little friskier. I would say that uh, with, um, you know, with the, uh, you know, points are more likely, both offensive and defensive points for the Lions. Uh, are more likely with Mitch on the field. And I am I did stare for a while at this total. I don't have any opinion on the side. It's come in from six to three. That's fine. I don't think there's really a, a right side in this. I agree with you. Total's down in the 44 and a half range. Does that feel too, does that feel reachable, I guess, if uh, if Trubisky uh, does anything positive? Because, you know, we, there was a lot of defensive injuries for the Lions on Thursday night too, right? Thursday football, they lost they lost some some big bodies um, it's a, it's a mash unit out there and Daryl Bevel taking over for the fired Matt Patricia. He's an offensive guy. What if, you know, you take the reins away, you know, you, you give, you, you take the Patricia conservatism out of the picture here. Maybe Bevel is, uh, you know, a little bit more, you know, has, you know, coaches with a little more gumption, a little more to test testicular fortitude. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess if you're him, you're kind of maybe, eyeing for the actually getting the job it's not it's not completely unheard of for an interim coach to take the head coach he's never been a head coach i don't think he's just kind of been oc everywhere but I mean, including minnesota i can remember him being our offensive coordinator i want to say mid 2000 summer maybe 2005 or something like that maybe with childress or ugh. Those were issue years, but he's never had the head coaching job. This could be maybe his inroad to getting one if he can get this team to play well. So certainly motivation for him there, but just based on where he's been and what he's done as an offense, I'm I'm not super excited about him, especially with the pieces. You can say, well, he's motivated and he'll want to be a more you know, more offensive-minded compared to Patricia, who was a defensive guy, but still when you're – when you're lacking the talent and the talent is hurt, it's going to be awful tough. The Bears' defense is good. Uh, what what is the update on Hicks? I haven't seen anything that suggests he's going to go. But um, I didn't. He's, I he's a very was... he, he is a guy that played through injury last year. So if he's anywhere close, though, he'll, he'll he will probably go. Um, yeah. Either way, um, I would know, be more I, either interested way, in the Thunder. 
you're you're thinking under. Oh, okay, okay. I'm I'm not. I'm going to swerve then. I'm going to stay clear. Because I've been staring at this number. I've been staring at this number for like two days. Like, hmm. hmm, Just hmm. think think about game script wise. It's a little rough for me to try to get involved in this over. If you know, if Chicago's playing poorly on offense, even against a bad defense, again, the game script turns to the Lions just you know chugging it out like they have. And the same thing goes with the just Chicago's offense, who's conservative and bad as it is. Like if they, whoever has a lead, should be able to move the ball on the ground a little bit and just you know mm. gross this game out at the end. This will be one. Yeah, if you don't bet it, it's not worth watching for sure. Swift might um, be back for the Lions. That would help. No. Swift would help, I would think. But again, Lions, probably help. Lions the might be Lions might be playing a little bit more inspired now that Patricia's gone. Right, like they were, they were ready to see him go. Like clearly, the reaction from that Lions team on Patricia's firing was, "Smell you later." Like, get the hell out of here. You know, we are, you know, we are ready to move on as a we franchise. Are the world. <laughs> what? Uh, you don't think we that they play a little bit more inspired, a little harder, a little? Because uh, you know, guess what? Like they still got to all get contracts. Like they, you know, they, they're, they're all in the balance now too. The GM got fired. The, you know, this whole roster is going to get turned over in the off season. Like these guys now need to figure out they got to play for you know for next year's contract. So I don't know. I, I, I get why people are betting the Lions on this. I don't hate the over. Oh, I probably yeah, I can't do it. Okay. I think right. I think I'm pretty much on market with both numbers, and I am full skip. So okay. take, me to, take me to Miami. All right, yeah, I'll tee it ahead. off. Yeah, go ahead. Cincinnati's just not as fun to watch now. It even when it was a bad game and maybe you didn't have action, I would still be interested, keenly interested in watching Joe Burrow play. And that has been taken away from us. And really the same kind of goes with Miami with uh Tua's, you know coming into the coming into the league partway through the season once they finally decided to unleash him. And now I've kind of lost a little bit of that too. I should find the guy who DM'd me. I probably won't be able to very fast. I I I didn't blow this person off, but at first I was just like, I I have to think about Miami a little. And there is some uncertainty here, but somebody asked me like Miami is a teaser leg. And then I looked and looked and looked at a few things and and it does fall into that that secondary range that we are calling the 10 and a half, 11, 11 and a half. It's not a true Wong leg, but they are a home team. You could take it across 10, seven and six, which we've shown with the math is enough to pay for the minus two sixty price that you have to get for that single leg. And the totals at 42 against a, you know, replacement level backup quarterback, whatever you want to call him a team who's also suffering from numerous, they had another like Auden Tate. He's done for a while now. You know, you can say Auden Tate's not very good, but it's, you still, whoever's behind him is worse. Like it it doesn't matter who you lose when you lose players. It's not great. So Cincinnati's had a bad stretch here. This is why they're, I mean, it's funny when we think about the beginning of the year last year, how the dolphins were being lined as a team to say the Dolphins would be like a double-digit favor over anybody this in this short of a turnaround. But where Cincinnati sits as a team right now, that's probably a fair price, and this is probably a teaser leg for me. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I, I was know, disappointed but, in Miami last week. It, you know, they, oh, they, bring sure. in, they bring in Fitzpatrick. Um, they're going against a Jets defense that is – 
extremely undermanned and maybe one of the least talented defenses going. Um, is it the least talented? Probably is the least talented. Defense Did, do you think they just played um, down a little? Like it was just a yeah. But you bring Fitzpatrick game. back in. You bring Fitzpatrick back in. That should at least open up the top of your offense a little bit. Um, they couldn't generate anything on the ground. Uh, the offensive line played a little spotty. Uh, they were sloppy. You know, buck, what, two, three turnovers in that game. Um, maybe they play a little sharper with the sec. You know, now that if, you know, if, if Fitzpatrick is out there, but um, I don't know. I'm a little worried about the uh, Miami offense. There's there's a lot that's not working scheme wise. It doesn't look great. Um, I, it's uh, they have a long way to go if they're gonna make any kind of noise in in the playoffs. I have to say, um, defense is amazing, and maybe that's really where your angle is here. Um, I can see a scenario where the Miami defense holds the Cincinnati Bengals to. Three points. <laughs> I mean, this could be uh, one way. You know, it, it, I, I, you know, there's the the Miami defense can really only be hurt on the ground, right? You can't pass on these guys. The cornerbacks are too good, um, and I don't know. There's not enough. There's you know the the offensive line for Cincinnati's poor. The running backs uh, is Mixon even in the league still? What's going I, on? With Mixon? There, there's rumors that he is. Okay, well, it, maybe he's playing, maybe he's not. But regardless, uh, the running attack for the Cincinnati Bengals has been toothless, um, and think, that's I really that kind of the only way you can move. Handicap is just, I don't think Cincinnati scores. Like the the fact that you can get it to like five and a half, it's just Miami's Let's, defense uh, gets a couple short. Even if they don't get some short fields, like you basically need three good drives. The whole game they got out of 17 points against the New York Giants defense last week, including seven points from a kick return touchdown. That ain't good. Let's throw a Cincinnati team total under into the conversation so. for secret, secret pod play. Yeah. That is Wait, um, what's that number gonna be? Like, 20, yeah, yeah. Like, Austin, the like guy 20? knew that. Austin had an yeah, under it's in that. Be way less. It's going to be like 17. It's going to be, be low. <laughs> it's going to be tiny. But yeah, I, um, I knew someone who had an under in that game. And the, the way it started, it was like, oh shit. Like it's 14 points like that. When you get a, yeah. when you get a kick return like that, it's uh, not a great way to start things. But that, that game did end up staying under. Be, a team total under is going to be juicy under 16. Wolf, yeah, that's it's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. You know what I'd rather do? I'd rather just tease Miami. <laughs> and it's probably it's happening. Crazy. Would you use Miami as a survivor pick? Um, this late in the year, it depends who you have. It, this this becomes such a convoluted question. It's like when someone asks a fantasy question, and then you have to be like, "Is it half point PPR? How many quarterbacks can you start? <laughs> like, can you have to start a tight end?" Because there's so much context that goes to a question like that, and it's the same. You, and a hundred times what? worse. Like we we've gone so far. We're into week thirteen. Like, would you use Miami? I, I guess. Like, if, no one has Miami left. Forget it. No one has them left. Well, Everybody used the, Miami against the Jets a couple of weeks ago. If either not, that. If or, they didn't use them know, a couple of weeks ago. They used them last week. So you know, I, a, I good, a good team to use this week left. would be if you have Minnesota left against the Jags. Yeah, we'll get to that game. That's not a bad. That's a, not a bad spot either. But Seattle against the Giants is a good leg. Green Bay, Philly. You know, these are some good teams that you probably used up. But some people save good teams, and they're smart about it. Okay, well, who's the money line parlay buster this week? Because there's some big old numbers on the board. Well, man, it it might be like Seattle. That would be the funny one. <laughs> uh, right? All right, let's move down to an interesting handicap, a very interesting handicap in the 
Indianapolis Colts heading to the Houston Texans. Haven't seen these two teams play this year. Um, every year, this is a pretty interesting game. Uh, both of them are pretty interesting. They play twice a year. Um, and this week, we have a fascinating injury situation to evaluate. We were bullish on Houston on Sunday's pod. A lot of that was on the basis of Deshaun Watson is performing like a god. And Indianapolis defense is overrated. I don't know if you saw the first half of that Tennessee game, but uh, you take DeForest Buckner out of this lineup and you can absolutely score on these guys. The problem is Deshaun Watson loses his most valuable weapon, period. Full stop. Will Fuller out for the rest of the season with a PED suspension. Where do we go from here, Houston? Do they have enough weapons in the passing game to keep up with whatever the Colts can do? Because Houston Texans defense ain't good enough to stone the Colts and win an ugly 20 to 17 type of game, are they? No. And yeah, where do you go from here? This is a, this is one of those serendipitous moments where we were sitting there as we often do on Sunday openers, fully ready to fire on Houston and if it had been plus three, we would have a Houston ticket, wouldn't we? Yes. Absolutely would have had. The <laughs> reason we yes. don't have a Houston ticket, it was plus two and a half. And I said, I don't think this is going to fly. I don't think it's going to move hard. And we'll wait and we'll wait for money lines to come out. And we'll just bet Houston on the money line. Even if it's moved a little and it goes to plus 100, it's better than paying juice for two and a half points. And we said, all right. They shook hands, said good deal, walked away from that game, and then this happened. So sometimes you're the baseball, sometimes you're the bat. We got a little lucky that we didn't place a we, – we, I mean, we did. We got lucky we didn't place a bad bet on this, and sure it, it worked out for us here. And that – I mean, that's that sucks. Like, the, go, look, go look with the line. It, it's out to three and a half. You know, if you really want Houston now, you certainly could get it at a better price. But uh, no interest probably in – and getting too involved in this game unless man Houston is just too beat up at too beat up at wide receiver I think well I guess we'll see this will be interesting probably this is going to be a game I'm going to pay attention to I usually have two or three that I I really look at and say like this is a spot I want to look into live betting and this will be one of those, like, if Houston's offense is looking like it's moving with, you know, whatever you want to call it, replacement level backup receivers, like, it might be a spot to get involved live. And not not only Houston, but possibly just a straight up over. Like, if Houston's offense is clicking, they're going to give up points to so Indy can move, especially on that defense. You you saw what a depleted Detroit was doing at times. Again, ref assisted. Ref assisted in defensive ref, score ref, assist. Yeah, ref, ref assisted in time, but it's it's not like full scoring drives by Detroit. But they, there were chunks; they were getting chunks even without the refs. The refs were helping them finish those drives. So Indianapolis, right. I, I believe Indy to be the better offense between what the Lions put out there and what we're going to see from Indy. Oh yeah, but, I completely agree. So if Houston is able to get the ball going at all, I'll probably be in a live over. But other than that, glad we didn't bet it. I ended up making a play on this game. What'd you bet? I bet the under. Oh, yeah, you so did say that. This was up in the 54 and a half range before the Fuller news. 
Yeah. Uh, Fuller news comes out that throws cold water on my, you know, Houston boner. Um, and I started thinking through, okay, wait, what is Buckner going to be back do a little digging? And he comes off the COVID list. If he, if he has negative tests this week, he comes off the list on Saturday. So we'll know at some point later this week, if Buckner will be available. Autry, same situation. Um, injured uh, linebacker Bobby Okerley probably doesn't go, but may go. Um, and maybe more than anything, I am nervous about Indianapolis's offense having much success in this one, regardless of how soft Houston's defense is. Um, Philip Rivers is struggling. He does not have a lot of chemistry with these wide receivers, and he lost his most important pass blocking tackle. Costanzo will not be available for this game. Maybe not for a couple games. And uh, yeah. Brian Kelly is ailing as well, his center. Um, all of a sudden, kind of the strength of this offense, which was their cohesive offensive line, is being For tested. years. Like for a couple yeah. of years in a row. They were yeah. one of, just a top three offensive line. The, the yeah. cold water I will throw on the Phillip Rivers thing is when Phillip Rivers struggles, he doesn't struggle as in – Oh, he just can't convert a third down. He struggles in. Oh, he just threw a pick in his on the shadow of his goal line. Like I, <laughs> I worry. I that's True. that's what kind of because I looked at that total when the news came out. I said, you know, what what are we? What am I expecting from it? Because you know that the big change is Houston. What happens with Houston is they lose a big piece of their offense. So you have to look at the other sure. side. And I said, what do I expect from Indy here? And it's either, either I get. Philip Rivers playing well against a softer off defense, or if I get bad Philip Rivers, bad Philip Rivers causes points for the other team. And I ended up just saying, I mean, it's high, but uh, what Indy Indy is just such a dead nut over team lately. I'm, I'm scared off this one. And if this total, if we get like a, a light first quarter, but a Houston's looking okay on offense and this dips down to, you know, like mid forties, I'll probably be on a live over. Okay. Let me take you back in time about one year. Uh, Thursday night football, Houston, Indianapolis. Thursday night football. Indianapolis. Trying to make me sad because we don't get Thursday this week. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Indianapolis was coming off of um, a weird stretch. They lost two games to Steelers and Dolphins, beat the pants off the Jaguars, and they come up against Houston on Thursday night football. Um, And Frank Reich took the ball out of Jacoby Brissett's hand in that game. He was basically like, look, we can beat this team on the ground. We are going to run it down their throats. And uh, it was one of the more grinded out, low scoring contests we've seen in a long time. They end up losing. Uh, it was 20 to 17 in that contest, Houston. Um, but after what Philip Rivers did and the mistakes he made in that Tennessee game, I will not be surprised at all if he takes the ball out of Philip Rivers' hands. He's been taking it out of his hands on a lot of plays anyway. I thought about uh, that too. But again, with the, with the offensive line injuries, are you excited about running the ball either? I'd be, I'd I don't, be going. I don't think Pittsburgh. so, but I also don't think. I'd go full I, but, Pittsburgh, like just short shit, constant short shit. Give me on a scale of zero to uh, ten. Give me uh, where Hello. you would rank Philip Rivers' mobility. Oh, four. <laughs> he's, he's Philip Rivers. He's mobility. yes, he's four not on that, a scale of yes, zero to yes. ten. Absolutely, he's not that immobile. Like we can laugh about the time he fell down on that on that fumble return he can slide around a little like for compared to a few people he's above i'm putting him above brady that's cool. i'm putting you know what i'm putting him above Crazy. big ben 
No, uh, he's not that that's horrible. Fine. I don't I don't mind having him on the same level as Big Ben, but he is the mobility is a huge problem. And if somebody's coming around is on his blind side, if it's JJ Watt coming around on his blind side, um, he's in deep trouble. Uh, and I don't know. Washed. He yeah, and then, and then he fumbles. So washed, it. he got an interception return for a touchdown and got a got Houston rowing in the right direction in that uh, Thursday night game. I don't know, man. He's no TJ. How many sacks do you have this certainly. year? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'm going to guess five. That seems high. You think JJ Watt doesn't have five sacks? He has four. Okay. I guess that was high. And he hasn't um, had one in a month. Yeah, but he has an interception return for a touchdown last week. And well, he, was, he had, some, he had some nice pressures. He had some nice pressures last week, I thought. Um, Stafford, no, got really does, Stafford like is more mobile than Phillip Rivers is. He did have so. one versus the Jaguars. Okay. Well, regardless, I think um, I yeah. And think if, the, if, the if you want to make contest. that point, then all of a sudden we're gonna. Have, I guess it's strip sack. Strip yeah, sack I'm, time. <laughs> I'm, I'm just want no part of the Sunder. I'm in. I'm in Way at uh, 50, I'm in at fifty two and a half. Um, it's down to fifty one. I think fair total is forty nine. I think once Buckner's news comes across the wire on Saturday, I think this trickles down some more. I think this eventually becomes a 49. And um, so if you like the under, like I like the under, then I think now is your time to fire. Um, the fact that it's a divisional game is nice. The fact that these guys are so familiar with each other is nice. The fact that you have a skittish, not aggressive Romeo Cornell on one side of the ball is nice. Um, and, you know, I really, I need to see, I need to see Deshaun Watson beat me without his most important weapon on the field to be, um, convinced that this is uh, still an over team for Houston. Why don't you tell me uh, about your boys in uh, purple? The Ravens plan? No. Oh, my the Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. The, the Blizzle song. The Minnesota Vikings. This might be a teaser leg if Jacksonville money comes in. It might be a teaser leg anyway. It's sitting at ten and a half. Boy. There's going to be, is there going to be a teaser round robin this week? Um, that's not a bad spot either. Jacksonville, Minshew is healthy, and yet they are sticking with the giraffe. And he didn't look bad last week. He looked kind of squirrely. This offense looked a little squirrely, kind of the nothing to lose vibe. Minnesota, speaking of that, that was such a weird game. I don't know how long we want to spend on continuing to talk about that game. Boy. I don't even want to be like, if I were a fan, I'm not sure I'd be excited about that game. I mean, it's such a wonky deal, the whole thing, right? Yes. How, how the second half went. Like, um, so I ran somewhere for halftime. Was that what time, what time was that game? Was that an early one? Yes. So I was doing something and I look, I had bet the second half over. It was 24, 23 with a plus 100. And I turned to, so I, I stepped out, I turned on the score app and it popped right away. And I knew the Vikings had started with the ball. I'm like, Kirk Cousins scored in like 30 seconds. What are we doing here? And then you see like <laughs> the wrong team scored and I pulled it up and I go, oh, Jeremy Chin. And then I thought, <laughs> still, I was going out to grab something from the store. And some, I thought my score app just glitched. Because it said Jeremy Chin had scored again. And I'm like, oh, the score app's just doing this thing. And you look, and I checked like three score <laughs> apps. 
I'm sitting there. I'm like, holy, holy shit, what is happening here? It was like two minutes into the sec, uh, the third quarter. So, I mean, it, it's like the congratulate yourself for digging out of the hole that you dug yourself. You know, they, they had the nice comeback and yeah, whatever. Like it, it was nice, and it was nice to see Jefferson play well without Thielen. But again, the team, the team is kind of a mess at times, right? Yeah, like Kirk Cousins isn't a bad player. Like he's just never going to be a great quarterback. Um, I think maybe the squirreliness for Jacksonville is one of those one week things where no, you didn't have a. It's not like you don't have tape on the guy. He's been in the league for a while, but you didn't have tape on how the scheme was going to go. Minnesota's not a great defense. You've seen how this total is. Um, we bet this at what did we bet it at? Uh, 15 and a half. And a half. Yeah, I believe it was 15 and a half. So we bet this over at 15 and a half on the opener stream on Sunday. 52 and a half. That's probably more like it. Wouldn't be surprised if it tickled up a little more. Minnesota as a teaser leg is a little scary just based on how bad the uh, defense is. Uh, we saw what the, what's been done to it by the likes of, you know, the backup Dallas Cowboys, the backup. Well, I wasn't truly back up at the little bit of this and that from Carolina. And I mean, a team that has a couple of decent receivers might put up some points. Oh, we're hoping they put up points. So it's probably something I'll stay away from on the side and just, just cheer for chaos and blown plays and a lot of offense. Yeah. Cause I think I mean, it's kind of what we'll be in. It should be what we're in store for. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jacksonville's defense can't stop the run. I know Dalvin cook isn't, uh, fully practicing this week, but I expect him to go. Um, I, I don't so really think Dalvin cook is the difference maker one way or the other. Anyway, you could probably crush them with Madison as a, as a receiver. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's great as a receiver. Um, yeah, no, I still think the under is strong. Uh, I don't like it as much at 52 and a half as I did when we backed it on Sunday. Uh, I think we called fair price on this was like 53, right? I think that was close. where we both were kind of in that ballpark. We can ballpark. say whatever. It's not like anybody can go back and check. It's definitely not on the record somewhere. Yeah. Um, the injury to Chark is a little concerning, uh, although it was interesting that Mike Lennon, who's now a little friskier as a quarterback for the Jags than anything they had from uh, Juice Luton, it, you know, he, he can absolutely um, move the ball down the field through the air more effectively. Um, did you see that clip that Robert Mays tweeted out of, hey, look at this uh, clip of uh, Mike Lennon looks exactly like Matt Ryan? And he had like the side, he basically had the, the two cut together in a way that it was like the same number, same towel, same legs length, same neck. I'm going to have to go find ass. that. It's, it's insane. It was insane. Um, but it, it, it underlines the point, though, that Glennon can do a, service, a serviceable job throwing the ball down the field. And they have weapons in the passing game, and their defense stinks. And all that said, it matches up well against what Minnesota can do well and poorly. That this should equal lots of points in this game. So happy yeah, to Delvin, it's Delvin was limited today, but that's it's still it's it's Wednesday. It's early in the week for a running back who's coming off an injury. Limited yep. was probably the likeliest outcome. Thielen yeah. Zimmer Zimmer says Thielen should play. So if you if you get the full the full brunt of this Vikings offense together <clears> and just the shittiness that is the defense with you know a quarterback that's just full YOLOing and has a couple of you know, the shark sucks, but it's it's still not devoid of talent on the receiving core against a really bad secondary. 
points, points, points. In fact, there, you know, yeah. I joked about just leaving this teaser leg alone. There's a case to be made for Jaguars plus 10 and a half, I think. Just okay, the, interesting. How, just how the, how the last couple games have gone. You tell me Minnesota's going to blow anybody out by 10 with what their defense has done, especially in the second halves. Yeah, no, no, I can't say it. I can't see it, uh, especially because they're not going to get a very good pass rush. Glenn is going to have all the time in the world to to throw the ball. Oh my god, um, neither, neither. That's the biggest part I think of this. Neither team should be able to generate right. much of a pass rush. Pass rush, exactly. Like two quarterbacks um, with dime that can beat you. Apparently, Dalvin Cook has vowed to play on Sunday. I love it when a guy vows to play. Well, we, I'm, that's in. I mean, that's a hundred percent. That's take yeah, him off the injury report. Yeah. If he vowed, where'd you read that? <laughs> Where, where did you read that? Uh, it's on Pro Football Talk right now. That's okay. Like well, if he vowed, he's 30 minutes ago. Dalvin Cook limited with ankle injury, but vows to play Sunday. I'm calling that in. So, <laughs> yeah, we're on the over. I think, I think you could still probably bet it at 52 and a half if you don't give a shit about value and really yeah. just want and you to think, get in on this game. You think Minnesota as a money line parlay leg is safe? I wouldn't touch no. it. I mean, Jacksonville kind of can't afford to win. They're at one in ten right now. They might accidentally you win. Ten, you for sure out of the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. I think they're out anyway. I just don't think the Jets get a win. <laughs> you don't think they can <laughs> the, get a win? I think I yeah, mean, that's, that's that that winning week. Uh, you called them winning week seventeen against the Patriots. That maybe no? you're, you're walking uh, that back. I still, I'd have to. I'll have to figure out what the tiebreaker is. I'm gonna have walking to go to Tankathon. Walking that back. Um, the, ja- Jaguars the Jags take, are... Jaguars would take over as the number one uh pick if they if the Jets win any game. Based... I'm almost I'm almost sure of that. So strength of schedule, the Jets have a tougher strength of schedule, which in this yeah. case is bad. Bad, exactly. I, that's what I'm telling you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, okay. Well, uh moving on. Fuck I'm, I'm just laughing because like a Dolphins, Vikings, Seahawks. Packers pays what? Moneyline Parlay pays what? You, you want to guess? 120? Plus 107. I couldn't even get to 120. Wow. Couldn't even get to 120. Yeah, um, no thanks. <laughs> you, throw the Vi- you throw the Raiders in there, minus, three, minus 369. You can throw the Chiefs yeah, in there. Yeah, you keep that sort of stuff. Plus 190 for the six-leg Moneyline Parlay. Somebody's going to blow it. I just I can't tell you who. So good, um, yeah. Who blows it is whoever's bankroll bets it. that sort of things. <laughs> team always loses. Whoever blow, whoever bets it is the one who blows it. I'll talk about the Las Vegas Raiders next. Um, I bet them this week. I think this is a good get right spot. Actually, this is. I don't have a lot of confidence in my plays this week. To be honest with you, like we're in the time of season where Upper. these lines, yeah, yeah, these lines are tight. They're tight. These lines are tight. These games are not wide open. They're, you know, these are things are being decided by fluky shit at the end of games. We've seen it now how many games in a row, um, you know, in primetime, especially where we just have end of game decides. That said, this is not one of those. I do not think you can hold the Raiders to a second straight horrific offensive performance on the road. They are too good. 
on offense. Too good. And this is a legitimately bad, untalented defense, especially their pass defense. Um, Jets will not be able to manifest a pass rush in this game. Jets are missing the only cornerback who can cover any of these weapons. Um, I think Derek Carr is going to have his choice. He can pick wherever he wants to go. You want to go to Ruggs? Go to Ruggs. Edwards, he's open. Waller, he's open. Uh, you know The fact that they will unlikely, unlikely to have Jacobs available in this one, that's even better. Like, don't even bother running the ball on because the Jets can kind of stop the run. Quinnen Williams is a very good interior D lineman. I would much, much rather, uh, you know, put two hats on that guy, keep him from disrupting the pass, and go to work Derek Carr. Get right. Um, you know, f- you know, get your confidence back up. You know, he's got a, he's on the outside of the playoffs looking in right now, as good of a season as the Raiders have had. Uh, I think that they absolutely pick their number in terms of their score. I could see them getting to like 49. In this one, seven touchdowns. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, and I got news for you. The Jets aren't getting to 42. That's probably fair. What's the most <laughs> the Jets have scored? Like the Jets aren't getting – I want to clip that. Jets aren't getting to 42 <laughs> points is – I mean, to be fair, it's a bad defense for the Raiders. And just yeah, anything that – the ultimate variance games, like I was, I was worried about the – I still think, you know, like I joked about this, like in the end, Atlanta was still the right side and just the ultimate in negative variance, like all balled up in a single 60 minutes of football for the Raiders made that box score look really hilarious. Like Mm -hmm. whatever could go wrong did go wrong. So they got that out of the way, at least, I guess. And you get to, you know, the second week in a row, you get to play a bad defense, might actually do something with this time, not turn the ball over five times. Uh, just like I've joked with, you know, having a bad defense is good for an offensive player. If you're looking for him to put up stats, it's like the, how fantasy players loved Jameis Winston because a pick six is a lot better than a pick. Like he gets oh, the yeah. ball right back, just keeps gets to keep throwing it. But uh, yeah, the, this is a team total I looked at. Just because I feel like, hmm, how do I put this? It seems so narrative streety, but when your offense looks like that in a game that you were favored, they're favored in, right? Three point favorites. Yes. Terrible, you, terrible spot, though. We talked about it. I know, yeah. I know, I know. Let, let, let's just, uh, yeah, go ahead. Aside, go ahead. aside from the game, in a game, and who knows? Like, we always joke that they they know the spread. I think enough people do nowadays. Like, they had to know they were slight favorites. I would I would assume most of them do. When you were a slight favorite in your offense. Especially if you live in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, they live in Las Vegas. Great point. <laughs> so if you're go, you go off as a slight favorite on the road and you look like that on offense, like, it feels like that's what you concentrate on. Because that's your identity too. You're a good offensive team. They know their defense isn't great. Like it feels like a game where you have to get the offense going because this is a team that's probably heading to the playoffs. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it's a crowded it, it's field. In the it's AFC, very, it's very crowded. But in their mind, you you can't say like we can say that, but they can't be like, oh man, it's pretty crowded. I don't think we're going. Like in their heads, in their mind, in their strategy, like we're a playoff team. If we, you know make X, Y, and Z happen at the end of the year. You can't have your offense playing like shit. So this is the ultimate in, I mean, it's a slump buster. This yeah, is the 2.30 a.m. The lights are a little yeah. dim. Yeah, she's not that good right looking. But she's got a loose sweater <laughs> on. So she doesn't look that thick. And you just, you take it home and, you know. <laughs> she got to be thick. 
Just, is that, is that bad? Is, is that bad? In. No, big, yeah, big yeah. buns are in right now. Um, but either way, this is the ultimate in slum busters is the Jets. So this team total is 27. Like, I'm pretty tempted to, to hammer that as well. Like, uh, I, let's, I agree. let's put that in the in the in the consideration for. I mean, if you if you had to bet seven, to to be fair, I'd probably like this minus seven and a half, or sell it out even further over the twenty seven. But I'd like them both. What is your um? What is your uh, power number? Tell you this shot be. I mean, what's your power number on the Jets? Out of curiosity, low because they're they're look. my worst team by far, and it's not close. Yeah, no, they still are. My points versus an average team, I have them eight and a half points worse than an average team. I mean, I make it like 11. So, yeah. Fuck, should I just play this? It's up to you, man. I don't know. I, you, oh, there's, a way to get in, there's a way to get into this one, I think. And, you know, and, and you know, I mean, Sam Donald, here, here's something as well. Three points last week. I didn't tweet this out yet, but um, I may have teased him with the Dolphins already. I just oh, pulled okay. up my pendings. I kind of forgot about this. Oh, it's also a, it's, it's also a, a really good teaser, teaser leg. leg. Yeah, great, it's one. perfect. Sitting at seven and a half or eight, I actually, I guess it was eight when I bet it because I got a minus two. So yeah, I have the Raiders. So the Raiders straight up, not straight up. Like don't bet the money line, but the Raiders against the spread. Raiders teaser. Raiders team total over. I think this is a good spot for their offense to get rolling. Roll, roll, roll. The autumn wind is a raider. The autumn wind is a raider, and the autumn is winding down. Um, all right. Well, we're generally in agreement there. Um, I got a controversial take on this next one, and before we get there, I'm curious what your thoughts are. So why I, don't I you... thought you were doing an ad. Like, before we get there. Before we get there. Well, I'd like to talk um... to you about <laughs> what, what's, the, what's Bill Simmons I one? What's, the, what's his beer? About Heineken, boy, get yourself a frosted mug too. Just changes the game. Just just gave Heineken free money there. No, no, do not drink Heineken. It literally it's not a good beer. It's not that good. Literal piss in a in a green bottle. Ugh. Um, Why don't you talk about uh, you know set the table here for the rematch in Atlanta between the Saints and the Falcons? Atlanta, if you want to talk about. You know, what a low spot that was. <laughs> what a high spot. And again, maybe not all of it they're of their doing. You know, they, they did, they were gifted a lot of nice fields, turnovers, screw-ups. They're not a bad team, though. New Orleans, kind of the same thing. I, I don't know if there's ever been a bigger gift. I'm trying to think back. You know, as far as like uh, another team maybe – you know, there's been plenty of injuries midweek where like a quarterback is hurt in yeah, practice. Yeah, Sam Ronald getting mono before the Browns game. Yeah, that was like that was big, but like going five steps further and forcing a guy who wasn't even on the roster. Yeah, no, this a, is in a different position. Clearly, yeah, they're in the same ballpark. But this is, I mean, this is over the fence into the into the bay kind of shit. Like the the biggest gift that's ever been handed to a team, and the timing the timing of it is in a spot where they're on their backup quarterback as well, who has turned out to be pleasantly not terrible. If you're a New Orleans backer, still I'm not sure he's a long term answer as a starting quarterback in the league. He's getting paid like it, but irregardless, which is not a word, they kind of got a gift. Yeah, it's 
regardless, but they were they were given a gift in this, and they took full advantage, and we got to see exactly what it looks like when you go full back on. Like this is not even good. We're not even going to get a backup quarterback to start. It's a wide receiver throwing. You can see how bad this product could be. I never want to hear anybody bitching about Juice Luton or any of these other backup quarterbacks because it could always be worse. Apparently, that was unwatchable outside of the entertainment value of watching just how few yards they would generate on offense. The fact that they scored, I guess, was surprising in the in the long run and. New Orleans, you know, what can you take away from that game? So uh, that's where I'm going with both of these. What can I take away from either of those games for New Orleans and Atlanta who are just absolutely gifted wins by, you know, a complete screw-up game by Oakland, Las Vegas, L.A., whatever, and, you know, the the ultimate Corona 2020 game. Really tough for me to, to really – make adjustments for these teams. I, I guess I'll ask you that question. Did you make adjustments to these teams in your numbers this week? And if you did, how much, why, and what direction? I could, I could guess I get behind Atlanta being up a little just because they, what, what Vegas did, that's usually what Atlanta does. That's their, that's their MO. Like uh, we're yeah. going to be the screw up team that deserved to win this game. Not that Vegas did, but that maybe deserved to be in this game. And it was never close because we fully falconed it. Yeah. Like, no, uh, the no, fact that no, they didn't no do that, give them a no little adjustment at all for New Orleans. No adjustment at all for New Orleans. Atlanta did get adjusted up by about 3% uh, win probability against an average team. So, uh, they actually moved Atlanta across 50%. They're now above average uh, by my numbers. Nice. <clears throat> Their offense is getting better. Um, still problematic. I, and really, I think this is, I you know, I think there's a case for a lot of positive regression for Atlanta in this game, uh, especially in the red zone. They continue to kick field goals instead of score touchdowns. Um, I think there's a chance for some negative regression for the Saints defense in this one. Um, they've been playing out of their mind well, um, but not well enough to warrant, um, you know, this very, very low total considering I think, um, you know, Taysom Hill and the rushing attack and the short passing game that they're operating and Sean Payton's offense in general is going to score points on this Atlanta team. I think they're going to get into the twenties and Atlanta, if they can answer, if they can improve their red zone efficiency, um, I, I like the over really, I think this is too low. Um, I know the first game between these two teams was a dead nut under, um, but on a quick turnaround for a rematch, um, I think it's realistic that what New Orleans was doing defensively in that game, they have no incentive to change. They run it back and they do exactly what they did last time, except, oh, by the way, Janoris Jenkins, not likely to play. That could be a problem going up against a team that has as many passing weapons as Atlanta Falcons do. Granted, I'm not expecting Julio Jones to go. Um, but regardless, New Orleans runs back with their same defensive scheme. Atlanta just saw it. Um, I think Atlanta can make the right adjustments in terms of their protection to prevent the number of sacks that they conceded last time. And uh, yeah, a little bit of positive regression for them in the red zone. I think Atlanta gets into the 20s here. I think New Orleans gets into the 20s here. I think this is decided relatively late. I think this is a close competitive game. I like over 46. I think fair total here should be 48. Uh, not a huge edge at all, um, but uh, I do like the way that this sets up from a situational standpoint. Um, and honestly, you know, 
New Orleans is, you know, they're on a little bit of upset alert here, I think. Um, I hate backing a team after adjusting them up because there's a possibility that the my, my numbers and the market overall is an over-adjustment based on a single game sample size. Like, that's not great. Um, but I don't hate Atlanta as a side this week. What are your thoughts on that? I almost went the other way. My numbers say two. But at the same time, the New Orleans injuries just aren't baked into my price properly. And probably a stay away because if I do bake everything in there, I'm probably pretty close to being on market with this. So I I don't want to get involved in this. I, I have trouble with that too. And, you know, everything I just fucking espoused there was, you know, <laughs> we, we just have two teams where I, I don't have a good feel on where they're actually headed because I was not given a decent litmus test based on how they played last week. Sure. So uh, I, it's usually a stay away game for me, especially when uh, it reminds me of the Tampa New Orleans game where I said, I can't make adjustments to either of these teams because it was such a you know cluster of a game just off the bat. And it was probably for the best because adjusting either of those teams too far would have been disastrous over the next couple of weeks. And I'm, I guess I'm fine staying away from this. I can, I can lean towards you a little just because New Orleans has been able to score. And, you know, as much as their pass rush has been good, oh, boy, we got another immobile quarterback here, although he is very close to our guy in Jacksonville, apparently. Hmm. Yeah, Ad- yeah, Atlanta Atlanta against this pass he rush. Got sacked, he got sacked eight times last game. Like, yeah. It's not a surprise. Yeah. I mean, but, but again, if you if you run out the same exact game plan at Atlanta offense and you get sacked eight more times, that's inexcusable. Like you you know, you just went through this two weeks ago. Like this is you basically have an extended halftime here to tweak your game plan to be better in this game, I think. Yeah, I no no what do, you, what do you call it when the jury, not a hung jury, but just like vote of no confidence, something like that? No, I want no part of this. Okay. Okay. Um, what do you think of uh, Cleveland, Tennessee? Another one where we don't really know what's going on with the COVID situation in Cleveland. We'll assume that it's nobody important. Um, yeah. And we know we know who it's not. It's not Miles Garrett. No, he's, he's, back. he's back. He's <laughs> back. He's back. Uh, we don't know what his situation is in terms of how he was affected if he was affected um but regardless uh cleveland is still shorthanded um obj still gone um denzel ward not gonna not gonna be available here um and tennessee is coming off of uh you know a very very impressive win against indianapolis um they did it on the back of a very physical running attack derrick henry is kind of in his you know, peak form, end of season, difficult to tackle, um, you know, and, and complementing the passing offense from what Ryan Tannehill is doing extremely well. This Tennessee offense is very dangerous. Um, they should beat Cleveland, right? Yeah, my number's pretty nut on with the price, especially it's not, but if I make a little bump for Ward and – yeah, it, it's going to be right there. Like this is this is probably a really fair price for this. Cleveland may be one of the most fraudulent eight and three teams ever. Not to say sure. they're a bad team. They no no they they're like a, have, yeah this is yeah they should be a little over five hundred. Not yeah, they, right right there. Yeah, they should be like six and five. Why like are they? They're, they're, 
yeah, they're, they're still, yeah, 8-3 is a little stretchy. They've, they have scored fewer points than their opponents as a whole. And they're 8-3. That right? That's, they're, they're like negative 20 to the, to the differential right now. Go look at well, the old NFL. Lose, when they lose, they lose with gusto. It's impressive. Yeah, they, they, the Steelers. I mean, think of the Steelers game. I mean, they yeah, lose games, like, games, a million yeah, to nothing. Their, but yeah, the Ravens game. Doors, they, got, yeah, they got their doors blown off in those two games. Yeah, when when they have lost in division, they've gotten the you know the shit beat out of them. So that's what happens. They are winning. I guess you know if counterpoint to my argument about how they're it is like negative nineteen points to the differential right now. Counterpoint would be they're winning their close games or they're getting it done. But man, some of these close games, it's like, man, that was Jacksonville. What are we doing? And another counterpoint would be, oh, there was a goddamn hurricane that came off Lake Erie and it was a gross, gross game. What do you want us to do? We can't blow out a bad team if we can't throw the ball at all. So I don't have a strong take on Cleveland, who's played the last month of games in the weather. And I'm probably staying off this as a whole, although I am looking very hard at this under. Even, even with what Whoa. Tennessee did last week, even with just because I don't think Cleveland's offense is that good, and I, I, it could just be a running game. And if I was attacking Cleveland, like if you're Tennessee, I don't know. I, I just have a game script in my mind where Tennessee gets a lead here, and Cleveland is just inert with the ball and can't get anything done, and it just turns into a gross game. Cleveland backdoors it to make it close to the spread. It ends up like, wow. you know, this ends okay. up like 20, 26-20 or something well, like we, that. I shouldn't bet this game then because my game script is so different. From well, no, I'd lane. love to hear it. That, that's so why different. we do this. And yeah. hopefully that's why people listen because they have ideas in their head and they compare it with yeah. ours. And I'm uh, Hopefully people very, are blindly betting what they think. I'm in a very different place. In terms of game scripts. I'd, I'd like to hear your place. I am worried that Titans are sluggish to start offensively because of how easy it was against Indianapolis. Uh, and because you're going to have a healthy pass rush with Miles Garrett back. And Miles Garrett in the first quarter of this game with fresh legs, um, he could be extremely disruptive. Um, Tannehill tends to hold on to the ball too long. That's maybe his one, you know, his one uh, demerit. Um, and if Miles Garrett is having a nice day against a depleted Tennessee offensive line, um, I can see some through, you know, some, some key stops here for this Tennessee defense while that, you know, the, they figure, you know, what the, the Cleveland defense, excuse me, while Tennessee figures out what they want to do offensively in this game on the flip side, um, Tennessee can't generate a pass rush. That's really the best way to ruin Baker Mayfield's day is to get in his face, get some pressure. Cleveland's offensive line is effective. They really just healthy. can't. They can't get anything done they with the pass rush. No, no. They, they would be all the time in the world. We're going to learn one thing. Like sure. A legitimate threat to win the conference if they had a good pass rush and Dory Jackson came back. Absolutely. And they went and signed Jadavian Clowney, and it don't, it don't matter. Uh, Clowney didn't play in, but it's, he's still, it has not mattered. Um, the If Baker Mayfield does not put up an impressive stat line in this game, um, we know something that, about him for sure, right? Like, th- like it's now or never, really. Like, you're going to have all the time in the world to, you know, to do well. The weather is not a problem. Or not? What? What? Sing what? It's now or never. It's now or never. Did you look at my, did you look at my video of uh, the kicker, just Justin Tucker? Uh, I posted it on know, the timeline. I, a, he has a gorgeous voice. I saw I saw my our friend uh, Noah uh, Riddell sent me uh, 
a, cl- a YouTube clip of well as well of him singing like Ave Maria. It was, yeah, uh, it's probably the same damn one. I found the same. Oh, one. okay. <laughs> Either way, um, uh, Baker Mayfield, now or never, really and truly. Like, if you can't put up stats in this game, then you're not the guy. Um, and you know, there's not a lot about Cleveland's offense that's inspiring. Tennessee's defense is not good, uh, and this is kind of uh, you know a very difficult matchup, you know, to to put a number on. I would say. Um, I was leaning over, but I want a live over after I think we get we see some, you know, some stagnant offense early from Tennessee. Um, I like the idea of this going over if Tennessee is playing with a deficit. Um, and I, I can't I was, get. I was just going to say if Cleveland comes out and gets a, it doesn't even have to be a fluky score. If Cleveland just scores, we'll be looking at some overs. Okay. But I, I just don't. I most of my my media. <laughs> this is made up. Like just mashing up math with nothing. But my median game script is not that. Okay. If that makes sense. No, no, no. I get it. I get it. And maybe that's maybe that's the right the right way to yeah. frame this. Then, if Tennessee does well early, this is a good live under spot. If Cleveland does well early, this is a good live over. And if they're trading scores, then the live total is probably going to be pretty damn close to correct <laughs> so yeah if you're, so pay, if you're out there riding your stationary bike watching this pay attention to some of this stuff because it might come in handy sunday you might think you have the your you know you might think you have totals licked with your cute little model but you never know things can change on the dime in the nfl especially with baker mayfield yeah that was kelly's uh, been DMing me so i just been you remember the Tennessee Cleveland game last year, week one? We were being hosted by Betsperts in Las Vegas. Baker Mayfield threw three picks. Two of them went for touchdowns, maybe. Oh yeah, we <laughs> had the Baker Mayfield. That was our that was our guy that we bet on overs for picks. Over, and over it, picks was, and it was it was a gorgeous right start. We did it like fifteen, so it was a beautiful start for that. It was. All it right, was what's good. next? Uh, New York Giants versus the Seattle Seahawks. I have a zero point zero read on this game and most of it is because Bolt McCoy will be the quarterback for the New York Giants and Seattle can't really perform well as a favorite we know this I I, I guess I'll point out that Seattle's defense has been playing up um, they've played up now three four weeks in a row um, they are kind of on the same trend as what we saw from New Orleans Saints earlier this season, where they started horrifically and then kind of got their feet under them and then got a little bit better and got a little bit better, got a little healthier, got a little healthier. Um, I would not hate an under here, but it's so low already at 46 and a half that I can't realistically consider it. Um, I would not hate a Seattle side here, but the way Pete Carroll coaches makes me want to th- jump off a bridge. Um, so... I think this is a stay away. Uh, do you think Russell Wilson um, just gets gets the win, stays healthy, everybody stays healthy, and you know move on down the schedule here, or do you think the Giants are somehow alive? This is not one I spent a lot of time looking at, man. I mean, especially <clears throat> they kind of went back and forth on it. They said, "Oh, you know, Danny Dimes might practice," and I'm like, "Oh shit, that that makes me want Seattle even more if he's going to come in here and try to play Willis Reed on our ass and play hurt." But it, it sounds like it's Colt McCoy, Colt McCoy versus a bad defense versus. Do you really want to lay ten points with a team who has never played a normal game? I yeah, couldn't pass faster on this, but I would lean. 
I'd lean the same thing I'd lean today. It would be minus 10 in the under. And it could be a similar game to how we saw today where uh, you have obviously completely different circumstances, but uh, a defense or an offense that can't do much in the Giants just based on it being Colt McCoy, even, again, very different circumstances. It's a bad Seattle defense, but it's been getting better, especially for the pass rush. Uh, Dunlap, do you have an MRI today? Or what was what's the update on that guy? Uh, he was going to have an MRI. I think he is legitimately hurt. Uh, Chris Carson is also hurt. Um, let me see. They, they did the walkthrough today because um, they played Monday Night Football, as far as I could tell you. Uh, Dunlop, Dunlop, Dunlop. Yeah, I don't have anything in my notes that, that he's going to be out for an extended period of time. But Yeah, um, I mean, if, if he's healthy, he's been he's been a big asset. The, off, the pass rush has been um, existent. That's uh, that's kind of especially compared to where it was at the beginning of the year. It's existent and it's mattered, and it does matter a lot because it helps a lot with the coverage. And coverage is where things have been problematic. Mm. And uh, Frank and I talked about this earlier. Like it, it's a marriage between coverage and you know people talk about a coverage sack. Well, you can have the other way around too, where it's like your your secondary can be struggling and they can get separation. And if the pass rush is getting there quicker. It, it, it matters less, especially with a, a quarterback who is backing up Daniel Jones. So sure. if the Seattle's pass rush is, again, existent, they probably get this home, but not something I'm going to get involved in. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't disagree. Um, looks like Dunlop had his MRI, and uh, they were cautiously optimistic that he can play on Sunday. So there may be a pass rush. Cole McCoy, though. Not my guy. <laughs> I don't no, think. Colt, Colt McCoy. I'm not excited about that at all. No, That's another no, one I I'm, probably don't even want to watch. Again, you know what I hope happens is this is one where absolutely you want the Giants to get out to a lead because then it doesn't matter what anything under 60, take the over. Yeah, line. that's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. If Colt McCoy has any comfort, like a offense, fluke touchdown from the well. Giants early. No, that'd be great. Yeah. Like, that'd be great. Or or Seattle, uh, you know, under a touchdown. Yeah, that comes down. You know, that is a live play is fun. Um, I think Seattle ultimately wins. LA Rams and the Arizona Cardinals is another very interesting handicap. I had a big uh, debate with our with our our, our sexy German friend Zuma on the Matchbook pod today because he likes Arizona this week. It's a numbers-based opinion, and I couldn't really refute his points on the numbers. I, it's tough to make a math case that <laughs> I have I have a Rams good take on this. It's tough to make a math case that the Rams and the Cardinals are that far apart. Um, there was a lot to read into the Cardinals' performance in Foxborough. Uh, I read two things into it. Uh, Murray's a little banged up, but not so much so that it's hugely problematic. But Cliff Kingsbury is concerned about him. And he crafted a game plan that was way too conservative and took away some of the important things that Kyler Murray needs in the playbook to thrive. And... Uh, if that continues, I think that the Cardinals are in absolute deep, deep trouble against the LA Rams because the Rams, again, like they looked awful against the Niners. That happens every single time they play them. Um, I think they had. I think they have, There's a couple of of uh, of outliers where they scored some points on the Niners, but they lose to those guys every single time. They just can't get that defense solved. Well, the Cardinals' defense they got solved. In fact, they solved it with um, 
you know, they have, they have solved it with, with a plum. Uh, with a plum. <laughs> you took the word right out of my mouth. They have solved it with a plum. Uh, what would you guess Sean McVay's against the spread record is in his six contests against the Arizona Cardinals in his career? Five and one. I don't know. Ah, six and oh. He has six never short not, he has never Oof. not covered against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, do you want to guess what the average margin of victory against the spread is? 3.69. It is 15 and a half points. No, he's covering. He is covering Over a on average. You're full of shit. That's 15, a lot. I know. It's I don't I can't really recall like an example like this where we have a coach who owns the soul of a team in division as much as McVeigh owns the soul of the Rams of the so Cardinals. Here's the argument against our friend Suma and you know and I know and everyone <laughs> should know we have all the respect in the world for this oh, guy. Oh yeah, Suma's awesome. Yes. Smart handicapper, great NFL handicapper, great NFL mind, lots of so- I mean we talk to him daily. He's riding with me on the Houston under. By the way, when, he, when he's awake, we're, we're we're chatting him up about other stuff. He's very smart and a great resource. And you can't bet the NFC West with your numbers. Like we haven't we haven't done done it all year. I don't think we've gone against our numbers numerous. You times. know what? That <laughs> that's, that's a good. That's one hundred. That, that's soon a as you really said it, good point. I hadn't thought about it. That I just came up with that now. When yeah. you said that, because of how you framed the argument with uh, Fabian, I said, "Man, we've been." We go against numbers sometimes because sometimes you just have to. You say, like, the number disagrees, but X, Y, and Z is going this way, and we have to go against it. And it's actually going to be not just keeping us off a bet, but betting against our power number rankings. And it seems like anytime we do that, it's an NFC West game, usually involving the Rams or Niners. And, again, <laughs> like, I, I do not show an edge in this. Uh, I, I absolutely don't show an edge in this one. I am I have it Rams – Oh Jesus! Well, let's look. I got to take one this home trip. I have Rams by minus or Rams minus point eight. Okay. So I would actually show an edge on Arizona, and I agreed with you. We took Rams immediately. In fact, we sold out to two and a half. Like that, yeah. I was more than happy to take that, just based on the the way he's going to be able to scheme against this Arizona team. The fact that I still don't believe Kyler Murray's shoulder. I don't know if it will be good yet this year. That could be a, a lingering injury that absolutely did affect his decisions when he was making, you know, business decisions. If he was going to run the ball at times, sure. I don't think his passing was affected. Which direction too much. he was going to run the ball? Yes. And then uh, Larry, Larry on the COVID list isn't a big mover for me, but it is one fewer target against a defense that has maybe one of the only legitimate shutdown corners in the league. And he can absolutely shut someone down. Yeah. And I don't believe this Arizona scheme. Too, man. The second I, and yeah. third guys are playing amazing. The, yeah, the secondary for the, the secondary for the Rams are, and this is weird to say in such an offensive league, but I think it's, it is maybe true because what's the off, what's the opposite of how teams are playing right now with these offenses. It's, Pass coverage and a team with really good pass coverage can beat anybody right now because they have a smart coach who can make the best out of a a mediocre to above average quarterback. The Rams might be kind of a dangerous team in the playoffs. And that's that's silly to me based on how I've thought about this team at certain times during the year. And this is one of my, again, going against my numbers, probably one of my favorite plays of the week. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Don't, don't disagree with you. Um, I love that we got it before it hit three. Uh, that's for sure. We got a nice minus two and a half uh, in pocket. It was good to sell out to. We got, glad we didn't lay the massive juice at one and a half or one, whatever it was. Um, it was, yeah, it was I like mean, one and it, a half minus one twenty-seven. Yeah, let's, let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah, I'm, I just want to point out a couple of key matchup issues. Um, there is no matchup for Aaron Donald. He's going to be in Kyler Murray's face all day. Uh, there is a nice matchup for DeAndre Hopkins. You put Jalen Ramsey on Hopkins and let everybody else worry about everyone else. Um, guy in the, Ram, the the secondary for the Rams is just everyone's playing up. Like they're just all playing well. Um, the matchup that scared me about the Rams last week, the reason we were on the Rams team total under for the secret pod play was because Whitworth is out and the Niners always figure out a way to manifest pressure on Goff in a way that turns him into, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, turns him into a turtle. And would you, would you say that the uh, Cardinals would be able to manifest that sort of pressure? I, I would not say so. No, I, I would, would not, not say so. I would agree with you, good sir. They, 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 they would, they could if they blitz their on every play. Um, but I think that's going to expose them to, uh, you know, some of the stuff that McVay has got in his playbook this year that he hasn't in years past, even. Um, so, you know, it really the quick, quick passing attack, the rushing attack for the Rams, what they can do against this Arizona defense. I like it. Um, and, and conversely, what the Rams can do defensively is, this is a perfect matchup for Arizona. This is a bad, this is a bad, the, the Arizona looks up and down their schedule and the Rams are the boogeyman. Really? They don't, they don't, they're not afraid of Seattle. They'll go in there and give them their best. We've seen it. They're not afraid of this of the uh, Niners. They went to the Niners week one. They went to their house and they beat them, right? But uh, but the Rams are are a problem. They're a problem for them. Rams, Rams, Rams by hundred. Rams by a thousand. We've Rams already gotten into the late games. Oh my god, we yeah. have a weird. I'm looking at this. I'm like, we're almost to Sunday night football, but I forgot we have Monday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, well, we got. Play. I got nothing to say on a couple of these, so we'll fly through them. Uh, yeah, Philly, and, Bay, and some of those. these we might we might actually have to do like extended Sunday night stream this... to talk about the Monday Tuesday games. We've never had this many. Monday, I don't hate Tuesday that. Games. Let's do that. Let's, Let's do that. Because I, I haven't even I haven't even thought about. I haven't no. even thought about. So yeah, Washington. for for the purposes of this Dallas podcast, if you're listening right now and you are the kind of person who listens all the way through. We are going to stop at the Sunday night Denver KC game. We'll touch on the Pittsburgh Washington, Buffalo San Fran, and Dallas Baltimore games. Sunday, we'll do the the Sunday stream. We'll do longer. We'll do something. I haven't played we'll figure something out. I don't think we have odds. I, I don't. There and there, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a nothing good chance. Dallas, there's nothing up for Dallas Baltimore. Yeah, there's Baltimore nothing. and Pittsburgh just played like literally a couple hours ago. So well, I don't think yeah. we're going to waste a lot of time on that. We will find a time. We're going to brainstorm. But this is happening live. Like you guys yeah. who are watching this in the chat, this Pre- is how this happens. An in, in, in pod production meeting. I'm going to um, check the chat right now. Philly Green Bay. Said, Please talk uh, San Francisco Buffalo. We'll do that. Tell me. I, I didn't play anything in that Sunday, game. Even though yeah, I, can't, I cannot, I can't find an edge in that one. I don't get why there's San Francisco money that came into the market, really. I kind of like Buffalo now. It's under three, but we'll get there, I guess. Um, I haven't played anything, though, regardless. Philly Green Bay, uh, Philadelphia with the miraculous backdoor cover. Great moment in gambling history on Monday Night Football. Um, <laughs> it was something. It was something. <laughs> so I had a, I'm, I'm a sucker for promo bets and more shit like that. I put down an incredible amount of money. 25 and $50 at a time on Black Friday across like four sites on just all kinds of stupid boosted odds and horse shit like that. Sure. 
And one of the one of the free bets that a book offered was on the side on that game. And I always forget to do that sort of stuff. And I said, uh, it's a free bet. It's no risk. I'm getting all my money back if it loses to put on a different game. I said, I'm just going to bet it now. Otherwise, I'll forget come Monday. And I bet uh, Seattle minus five and a half. Oh, look at you getting ahead <laughs> like, of the market. Just, just, I love I love when I accidentally do something right. That's my favorite kind of win. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what? You know why you won? It's because you had closing line value uh the most overrated thing in sports betting according to some betters yeah Um, kelly says that we would disagree i would disagree with that statement i love closing line value in nfl especially it's extremely valuable um philadelphia and green bay is this a low is this a letdown spot for green bay potentially i mean they were amazing on sunday night football um they were getting everything they wanted uh, their defense is problematic still. Does does is this uh, is this a trappy spot where they are not as motivated as they need to be going up against a very very desperate Philadelphia team that may have kind of something maybe clicked in that end of that game against the Seahawks? did it did it click maybe I would just I would like some honesty from Doug like we thought we were. You know, outside of that promo shit in our second half bet, I wasn't really involved in that game. But like, I was kind of excited to see Jalen Hurts. Like, weren't you? I, I, I wanted, wanted to see if he's I got mean, any. I, yeah, yeah. I wanted they need I, to figure good, out what good, bad, or indifferent. Spend, I wanted spend to spend a second round pick on him. That and that's the thing. They spend a second round pick, and our feeling and everyone's feeling should be: if you do spend a high enough draft pick on a, on a quarterback. You need to find out what you have in him as soon as possible, especially when you're in a situation like this where, yes, they're in the running for a division title, but at the same time, they're like a 3-7-1 and one team, or uh, maybe worse than that now. I've checked the standings. They'd, they're not in a position to be going forward and not knowing if they need to be looking at another quarterback. Could Wentz, Wentz does not lead the league in sacks, fumbles, and interceptions anymore he only leads in two of those categories <laughs> he is second to you know who has the most fumbles in the league can you guess oh wait let me ask uh let me guess let me who has see. the most is fumbles it a quarterback it's gotta be a quarterback yes it's um, a quarterback they handle the ball on every play yeah on every play uh boy the most fumbles in the league um 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 um, um you bet against him fumbles night. fumbles lost or no no just fumbles hmm hmm I called him by his brother's name earlier when I was talking about it. Derek Carr? It's Derek Carr by a couple. Really? He has a Whoa. bunch. But anyway, Wentz, Wentz is second. Wentz leads the league's interceptions. Whoa. Wentz has been sacked like 46 times. Those are legitimately Derek Carr or David Carr numbers. David Carr got sacked about 70 <laughs> times one year, which is kind of amazing that he lived. I will say it's disastrous right now and they should get more Jalen Hurts see what they have out of the guy I don't think that's going to be the case I think Doug is screwing the pooch here and Seattle's offense when it wants to against a bad defense they can I mean what, how would you describe the way they move down the field Seattle's offense against Philly's defense yeah how, how could they move down the field I felt like it was labored. <laughs> I felt like they really had to. I, I felt like Philly's defense played physical. They played up. Um, they made they made key stops, obviously on fourth downs. But um, uh, they, they, I guess, they moved down in in um, in spurts. Yeah, well, that's fair. 
I, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like Philly's offense. I mean, excuse me. I didn't feel like Seattle's offense was flowing, right? Like it felt a little, uh, a little uneven, a little uneasy, a little out of sync. Yeah. I mean, what about uh, Green Bay's Darius, offense? Darius, I would say Darius Slay um, was the obviously was the was the key underperformer. Everyone else on that Philly defense played. He up. really had a bad day, and then he had that. I mean, that that penalty kept that. That drive alive. That was yeah, a really yeah, boneheaded exactly. penalty. Yeah. And then he how, how, he how has Slay matched up against Devontae Adams in years past in Green Bay, Detroit? <laughs> Not good. Not well. No. Yeah. Like Slay Slay, and and that's the thing. I'll have to check that. Maybe I'm just imagining that, but he, he's not as good as he once was anyway. Anyway, like he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's not as good as he was. There, there's a big fall off on receivers. So yeah. Green Bay's offense. They, they Green Bay's offense last week. Effortlessly. Effortless, just just flowing, just <laughs> flowing. moving. Yeah. Ba- just, yeah, barely, barely. Uh, had, I think uh, those guys probably probably didn't even have to wash their uh, wash their Under Armour. <laughs> no, I mean they they just yeah they just they, they, they made sweating. they made their way down the field with ease. Yeah, yeah. I it, like to. I, you like the Packers in this spot? Maybe not this price, but it's. It's a teaser leg, man. This is a okay. sexy ass teaser leg, right? Eight and a half, take it down to two and a half. Philly's defense. Philly is fighting. Philly has Philly's like a stars and scrubs team. If you took away like three stars off of it, like they still have some high end players, but the scrubs are so scrubby that they're dragging them down. You know what I'm trying to say? I know exactly what you're saying. It's yeah. really, it's oh, really, it's it's a it's a hurt stars, it's a hurt stars and scrubs team. And the most important piece is becoming more scrub than star. It's going to yeah. be a hard team to back. So, I mean, Green Bay and a teaser leg. That's about all I can do with this one. Okay, I, I don't hate that. I mean, that's. I, I feel like it's a potential motivational low spot just because they're huge favorites because they really don't. You know, they, yeah, and that, that's where I'd want to tease it because I think they win. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah, be yeah. awful hard for them to. I got you. Especially, I got you. do you remember our our conversation about the Green Bay second half line with the Bears? Yes, like, I do. They're they're they know they really screwed the pooch, and that game might yeah. end up costing them a one seed. Two huge they, points. Yeah, I mean two, that could have yeah. that could have been the difference in some seeding in the playoffs, and all they had to do was just continue to have an aggressive game plan with a good offense. And I don't think you'll see, I don't think you'll see Lafleur be conservative ever again based on that. It's like the Jimmy Johnson quote when they got mad. Remember in, in the U, where they beat the tar out of that one team, and he said, like way back in the day, we took our foot off the gas and we got backdoored and beat. He's like, and I said again. I'd never do that again. Never and again. Hopefully that's what Lafleur does because he has the pieces for this right now. Okay, so okay, yeah, that that's fair. Um, his team is still giving up. Tons of garbage time points. Yeah, and I, I think cannot, it, it's uh, it cannot it's, help that's fine when they're up by like four scores, right? Like I, I don't you you're allowed to be conservative when you're up by that much in the fourth quarter. When you're up by that much at halftime uh, against a team who has can move the ball, then no, that's not okay. There's there's a point where it becomes okay, and I think everybody can kind of see when that point occurs, right? Yeah, okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Um, I, I, yeah, I guess, you know, Wentz being a garbage time guy and Packers conceding garbage time points maybe sets up Philly second half. If, yeah, Packers I mean, boy, seven. especially if Packers are up big, 
Yeah, 28 like, 7 coming on Philly second half. Although at that Philly point, if, it'd if, be Philly team if, total. If Wentz gets benched for Hertz, then forget I said any of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's everything situational based. You can't get crazy. So, okay. Nightcap? Right. Yeah. Uh, no, we skipped, you're skipping one. Oh, New England. I didn't see that one. Sorry. This is. Patriots. Go ahead. If you're an ESPN Plus subscriber, you should go read that article that Preston put out because it's funny. Like, that's. How, what were some of the takes? The, I mean, the takes, they were all the same take as us, where it's just like everybody, <laughs> I mean, every, everybody has the same power numbers on these teams. And like, yeah. Pozzola was quoted and he had the same take. And I think Clev, the same thing. It's like, and and he, I mean, here's the take, and apparently it's well held within the football handicapping community. We make, and I will, I, I you know, when I say I, I can't speak for Drew, I am going to speak for Drew and multiple other people here. We make the Los Angeles Chargers an edge, a bettable edge at this price, and we'll have no part of it because of the coaching mismatch. And coaching is not quantifiable. I can't put a number on it. It's very, you could try. It'd be very difficult. It's just, it's a situational thing. And when the coaching mismatch is a chasm as wide as, you know, the Marianas Trench. You can make it. The, the biggest chasm you could imagine, imagine that you, you don't want to get too involved in something like this. And again, the New England, it's hard to really grasp what their motivation is at this point. If it's just Bill's pride or the fact that they're just trying to put something together to see what they can do next year. But right now, again, uh, here's here it is. The whole thing, I have a numerical edge in my power numbers telling me to bet the Chargers, and I will not do it because just the, the situation based on the coaching right now. We've mentioned that the you know there are many things that get brought up in the media throughout the year are not forward predicting at all where it's like, Oh, this team has done this like four out of five games where they've had this and this has happened. And I want to say it was like, you know, like Seattle having a few bad games with Russ or the way Denver was always scoring in the fourth quarter. And then you had the, you know, the chargers like giving up a double digit lead when like four out of five games, losing three of those. Like that is one that I don't put in those with, with the you know saying this isn't forward predicting, I think it is forward predicting because I think a big chunk of that is just in-game decision making, play calling, getting too conservative, not being aggressive in the right spots, and all of those things point towards coaching. So it's one of those things where I think the the trend you see with the Chargers, what's going on with the team and the final results of these games, a lot of it is like it shouldn't be happening. And with a better coach, it wouldn't be. This would be a playoff team. Yeah. No, a hundred percent agreed. I mean, they, they, they're, they're performing like it, uh, except for the final scores. <laughs> and it's crazy to see it. Um, I ended up taking the over in this game, uh, for a couple reasons. Um, I was concerned about, I, you know, I, I had aspirations of the chargers being a top 10 defense this year when we started the season, my rating on them was high. Um, and it's slowly deteriorated. They're clearly in the middling bottom half of the league defensively. Uh, some of that's injury-related, some of it's personnel, uh, some of it's coaching. Um, and boy, oh boy, did they get gashed by some design runs for the Buffalo Bills who can't run to save their lives last week. 
I think that's a problem. I think New England's going to get whatever they want on the ground in this game. Um, and, you know, the New England's offense's strength matches up well with what the Chargers are not defending well right now. Uh, you know, New England's offensive line can take Bosa out of the game. He's kind of the only playmaker on defense right now for the Chargers. Uh, he's a little banged up, too, on top of everything. Um, and New England's defense is still bad. Like, this defense is not good. I don't care what the perception of some of the players on this defense is. They cannot cover all of the pass weapons in the passing game for the Chargers in this one. Um, this is going to be a shootout, I think. I do not see either team being able to run away, shorten the clock, uh, you know, shorten the game, uh, you know, and, and uh, I think... You know, this is going to be fireworks. We've seen it with a bunch of the Chargers games uh, in the past when they've had similar type matchups against teams with bad defense. Jaguars comes to mind. Um, I think uh, I think you're going to get into the 50s here pretty comfortably. I took over 47. Uh, I see it's ticking up um, 48 at Bookmaker now. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if this closes 48, 48 and a half. I think the over is the right side here. Um, maybe my favorite total play of the week. Do you have any objections? You muted yourself, I think. Oh, yeah. I hit the mute button so I can take a drink and not hear me. Just <laughs> Classic. Uh, um, <laughs> I did it after I unmuted. Just the uncertainty that comes with uh, New England. But I do think there is something to be said. And you brought this point up off air once about just Belichick's pride and the way they want to do things. And they're not. Uh, maybe not giving up on a season that they should. I don't think Bill gives a shit about draft positioning and he might be done soon. Who knows? I don't know where his head's at. Like he's accomplished everything he can or maybe the most accomplished coach of all time. I'm not sure what he has to prove. And maybe he's not ready to be like, well, we should start losing so we can get a better draft. They can't draft with a shit anyway. Right. And it's probably like, why not just, yeah, well, I think he, he enjoys Treat those picks, even if he gets a top 10 pick. Yeah. He, he just enjoys preparing and beating other teams way more than planning on, you know, what, what we're going to draft next year. So yeah, this total probably is a touch low. I haven't run my total numbers yet on a couple of these because this is a game that I'm not super interested in. Okay. Fair enough. And uh, I cheated and I looked at the chat. And someone said, uh, tease the Chargers, easiest bet in 2000. Every game they're close. And usually when somebody sells something like that, it's it's super anecdotal and dumb. So I looked it up to prove this guy wrong, and I can't do it. Anthony Roman, got to shout him out. They're 10-1 and one on teaser legs if you teased him six points every time. Wow. Holy shit. The, the only game that the, the Chargers did not cover as a teaser would have been the the Panthers game where they lost. They lost. They were six. They were a six point favorite. Yeah, yeah they were a six point favorite, and they lost by five. So they lost. I remember earlier in the season when that's so, what yeah. he, My God. So here, here's. So we talked about this earlier with uh, was it McVeigh or Shanahan or whoever? We talked about uh, difference against the spread. That means like if if they were a seven point favorite, they won by what twenty two on average? Because you said it was fifteen points against the yeah. spread. So the yeah. difference if the spread was three and they won by three, the difference is zero. Their yeah. their spread differences have been zero four 
and then the negative 11. 0, 4, 1, negative 2 and a half, negative 4, negative 5 and a half, negative 2 wow. and a half, negative 4 and a half. I mean, they're inside the six-point teaser wow. every leg. Yeah, they haven't covered in, yeah, against the spread. They're like, they're 3 and 8 against the spread, but on six-point teaser legs, they're 10 oh, and 1. They are just close. Every, that's, that's wild. So, that is yeah, crazy. It's a... That's a goofy. I can't believe nobody. That's one of those things where somebody tweets that out, like we're you know like Odd Shark or somebody. Oh, this is this is a crazy teaser like this year. Like I'm surprised we just haven't seen that stat. We had to rely on Anthony for it. Incredible. That's weird. Um, one more game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's talk about the nightcap. Uh, and you tell me if I made a terrible decision or if there is a better way to attack this game or if it's a game that you don't want but any part of. Um, I couldn't make this 14 points. I it's tough. I couldn't make it 14 points. Some of that is because my numbers are um, constrained by market results so far this season. And I don't remember if you... Uh, we didn't bet this game, I don't think. So it probably wasn't... It's not, probably not you know, on the front of your mind. Um, but we've had a, a Denver... Um, Kansas City game this year. It they are in the same on, division. Uh, it was back on uh, October. What was it on? When was this game? I'm, I can't find it because I wanted to look at the market. The market, uh, just from, from memory, um, the market was bullish on the Broncos in that game at home. Um, mm -hmm. it, got, it got bet down from what, like six or seven down to five, four, four ish, maybe. I mean, it was coming, coming in, coming in, uh, close to a field goal. Um, like kind of crazy, sort of, uh, that now thinking in hindsight that Denver would be that close given how you perceive these teams currently. Um, but you know, if you take that information and you inform what a reasonable numbers ought to be, 14 doesn't make any sense here. Uh, the quarterbacks are going to be back for the Broncos. None of them even got sick, right? Like this it was a, a one false positive and two contact tracing that got that kept them out of that game. Um otherwise Denver's relatively healthy as far as I can tell you. Uh Philip Lindsay not likely to go, but they have other, you know, other reasonable legs in that backfield. I mean, I hate Gordon, but you know, still the they have other pit players. Um I don't know. Is I, Kansas City plays down to these you know, their opponents, when they have these massive spreads, we saw it against Carolina. We saw it against the Oakland Raiders the first time. Oakland Raiders the second time, to a degree. Like, they, they, they let the Raiders stay in that game. Uh, had some have some late, late heroics. Um, I don't know. How does Kansas City get up for this game, and what is their motivation to win by more than two touchdowns? Was I stupid taking 14 points? Because I already bet it. Probably not. It's it's one of those icky ones. Like it's a true icky oh, yeah. bet that you Very don't want to have to make. But number wise, like it's really really hard to get there, isn't it? It like, sure it, is. It's it's just the, the the difference between two teams. It's hard to make, you know, unless you do take Kansas City and like the Jets or Jaguars. And obviously, we had a whole different kind of situation <laughs> last week with what Denver was. And I don't know if that's influencing the market. It probably is, right? Like just uh, it was a game that everybody paid attention to because it was so big in the news. Like, do yeah. you think that's that's possibly influencing things? 
I mean, it may be. Uh, uh, the, mar I mean, the market is a little funny, and you know, it's it's a fluid market. We're out here at Wednesday when limits are at a decent enough spot where big money could come in on this game if if they wanted to. So I, I guess the fact that it hasn't come off 14 would make me a little nervous, but also it went out to 14. <laughs> yeah. It sailed out. Well, that's the thing that that's what I'm saying. The fact that there hasn't been like a big resistance to pop it back to 13 and a half. Yeah. 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 Right. So that would make me a touch nervous. Uh, I guess, however, other people like, yeah, my, my power numbers can't see at home. Are we giving anybody? No, nobody's off weird rest. So I make it 12 and a half. I don't know what, where you at. KC is off. KC's off a big game. In fact, uh, they just played in the night slot in the national game of the week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They hung. They they just beat their pants off in the first half. Let them sneak in the back door. I don't know. How do you get up for this game where you're a two touchdown favorite against a team? Yeah, that, that's the thing. And the, there is the Andy Reid, the Andy Reid alternate Denny's menu. Exactly. He doesn't have the good plays. Yeah, he brings yeah. up the kids menu for this thing. He doesn't right. have there's no grand slam. There's right. no moons over my hammy. No, he's none, of the, none of the good stuff. Liver. Yeah, he's it's, calling it's, the chicken and liver on the backside of the Denny's menu, not the moons over Miami. Yeah, the moons over Miami is actually a super good dish. I mean, so he doesn't, yeah, he, he has the kids menu for some of these games. It does feel like they do play down, especially on offense, and that's what matters because their defense is bad. Locke being back. You would think Denver could get something, and if not, something late. They have good receivers. Lock sucks shit, but this defense is a, a tough spot. What worries me is a good comp for this game would be playing the Raiders. Sure. And Denver's performance against the Raiders was hilariously bad. Where we said, like, I think we had that over, and it just it didn't get there. Yeah, Lock threw four picks. <laughs> yeah, was Lock, Lock, Lock was awful. And I think that's – if you don't get this 14, it's because Lock is horrific. He throws some picks to some bad – you know, it's not a horrible defense as far as players. There's some decent position players, especially in the secondary, and they have a pass rusher too, but it, overall it's a bad D. So if you don't get this 14 home, it's on Lock, I think, 100%. And it's him not being able to keep pace, you know, with, with a team. You're not going to keep this team under 24, you know. So, so you need lock to get to 14. What What do you think you need to get the the score to yeah. to comfortably come within the number? Yeah. 18, 20. 19 points, 20? 20. Yeah. yeah. So you're asking for 20. Probably one of those touchdowns is meaningless. So you're yeah. you're asking for essentially 14 points from them during actual neutral or normal game script time. Yes, that's I right. I think you can get it. I do too. It's tough though. What do you think of uh, team total over if it's like in, because the way that this spread and total are set up, it's going to be like 18-ish team total over. I feel Garbage like you're not ca you're not yeah you're not cashing it before the fourth quarter. It's here, so I have it at one book seventeen and a half minus thirty. I don't know if I'd want to play that much. I'd try to find somewhere else, sell it up. Yeah, I'd rather have like nineteen and a half than seventeen and a half. That's for damn sure. Um, hmm. <laughs> you want me to look at the zombie Tony book quick? 
you know, because no, I don't, yeah. I don't hate that look because essentially, yeah, sure. that's the, yeah, that yeah. is look, that's the bet you're yeah, making. You are, yeah, especially because um, you know the Broncos have played two really tough defenses. Oh, they have over seventeen there. and a half plus one hundred. You can't adjust it. I don't yeah. think team totals are adjustable. That's that's something one. to shop around for. But what if do you people think, are hanging realistic you, price there. So what do you have a read on the secret pod play between that Denver over? Um, Cincinnati under basically hope Miami pitches a shutout. Cincinnati's at 14 and a half. Man. <laughs> uh, Rams over. What's the Rams over? Oakland. We were looking at Oakland over 27. What's Oakland over 27? What's the Rams over? Rams. All right. I'm at the Tony. Rams is 24 and a half 24 minus and a half. 15. And the other book has 24 and a half minus 30. Apparently, don't bet it at Bet US. What about uh shoot man? We do got to come up. We can't we can't continue to def this What's up. Green Bay. Green, Green Bay is 27 and a half minus 10. Okay. The weather doesn't look too bad in Green Bay this week. Um 9 mile an hour winds, no rain. Devontae Adams against Darius Slay. I mean, I'm just I'm betting Oakland, I think. Oakland, okay. Yeah, I, I Vegas, think, whatever. I think it's the right I think the Vegas Raiders is the right call. They get right in a big way. What'd you say it was? 47? I like over, over 47. 27. Oh, 27. <laughs> That's a terrible line. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Um, okay. I'm like paying bit. 20 cents for 27. The other book is 27 and a half for 10 cents. I think that 10 cents is worth it on a 27. Okay. So okay. I'll pay a little juice. So what's what's the so we're going over 27 for the Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. Secret pod play. Or or stream play if you're one of the guys that's in the stream play. Secret stream play. Which um, and again, actually, I've, I've seen the comments just lighting up. Hopefully you guys are helping each other out because I've ignored most of it. We're going to have to not do this at the very end of the podcast because people could just go to YouTube and just jump all the way to the last minute and then it it defeats the purpose. Now that you've said that, well, we're gonna next time we'll have, let's let's decide. Let's, we'll talk it out before the podcast, and, and we'll sneak and we'll it give in. it out partway. I will sneak it in the middle because right. now these these oh. fucking these bastards are gonna. Well, what as long you, as they, it doesn't matter if a play is a play. A, for the sponsor. These through eleven weeks. God no, I, I I couldn't even keep up on the halftime scope. We, we forgot one. We forgot one week entirely. Um, We've done multiples in some week though. Ladies oh, yeah. love multiples. Yeah, that's right. We have we double dipped. We double dipped in a couple of weeks, and, and I think was, they both hit too. Yeah, I remember some of those. Um, okay, well, good job. I think that was we have a good read on week thirteen. Week fourteen doesn't look great, by the way. We're kind of running out of good games this year, man. It's really, it's not. I'm not super excited about much that's on the schedule left. Uh, I don't know what's up with that, um, but. And I'm yeah, I'm nervous too about some of these games getting shuffled around and Gonzaga one. Huh. Even though that guy tore his ACL. Yeah, hell, they almost covered at the end, it looks like. Oh wow. Good job by them. Um they're just a yeah, truck. Man. We're running out of good games. It's tough. Um next week we got Kansas City Dolphins. That one's kind Not of great. good. Um yeah, wow, yikes. Next week is tough, man. Holy crap. So many backup quarterbacks. Not a lot of teams that are like kind of frisky, you know, in the middle. Like there's like the really good teams and really bad teams now. 
<sighs> it's going to be an interesting end of the season. Agreed. Boy, I need to I need to just get to conference play. My basketball is just shit right now. I these second halves are murdering me. My team was up by like again, I had another team up by like 20 points. They're tied all of a sudden. It's did you have you heard That's in the past? Tough. Have you heard in the past how bad the first month of the season is to back dogs? I'm betting favorites. Oh, you have a dog that wins outright? Oh, you're betting favorites too? Oh, okay. I bet almost all favorites. I just can't. My, my shit can't figure out favorites right now. Whatever. Yeah, like Rio Grande Valley was up by nine at half. Now they're tied again somehow. What the fuck is going on? All right, <laughs> let's cut her off. All right, good job. Uh, we'll uh, we'll catch up on Sunday. No Thursday night football this week. So talk to you then. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Rate, subscribe, review, and follow on you. And if you want to, if you're listening to this in podcast form and you want to watch live early, join us over on the YouTube channel. We'll have links in our Twitter. Not a uh, this is not a sales job, but I'm I looked through the comments a couple times. There were some outstanding comments in there, and it'll help you on your handicap even more perspective than what we're saying by reading what the other smart people have to say. About yeah, we also talk about networking. Network in the comments, dude. Seriously. It's a uh, yeah, we we'll figure out a way to broaden this network, I think, because it's it's pretty outstanding. Anyway, best of luck this week. We'll talk on Sunday.